What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to another episode of Dragon Age Inquisition. Also known as Phoenix Down. I fucked that up already. <laughs> ah, damn. Sorry, Destiny's on my mind right now. I think it's on everybody's mind. But, uh, so yeah, um, I'm Drew. I have Matt with me. Hello. And I have Sophie. Hi, everyone. And we're continuing our playthrough of Dragon Age Inquisition. Very, very long Bioware RPG. Um, that I think is really good. So, that it, too much of a good thing can be a bad thing at times. At times. Um, so far I haven't got there yet. But, uh, we'll, we'll see how far we have to go before we were like, man, I'm kind of tired of doing these side quests because there's a ton of them. But last we left off, we had talked about our characters, what we're planning on playing them like, um, as well as the introduction. Uh, and what we were doing uh, was going to the Hinterlands to talk to uh, Mother Giselle, I believe is her name. Um, she is a healer that is there healing, helping out healing with the uh, refugees that are trying to get away from this whole war between the rebel mages and the rebel Templars. And um, it's pretty rough out there in the hinterlands. They're, they're going kind of nuts. And um, we arrive and we have to make it to the, the outpost where they're, where she's, where she's at. Cause we have to talk to her. Um, did anybody go straight to her or did everybody start going, I'm going to the left and I'm not going to stop until I find something else? Yeah, I think I pretty much immediately got sucked in to everything the Hinterlands has to offer. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's a lot of things popping up and populating my map, so I yeah. started to explore them first. Yeah. <laughs> so the Hinterlands... Um, the amount of hours that I put into this game, I will easily say that the hinterlands are probably one of the biggest areas in the game. Uh, the other ones are not as large, um, but the hinterlands are fucking huge. I mean, the, the, there's no way of going around that. Um, uh, the, there's another side. It's not necessarily a side quest. It's something. It's part of the introduction where they 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 show you how to gain new. Um, allies basically gain new agents for the Inquisition, um, and uh, they're wanting us to go talk to the Horsemaster that's in uh, yep. this next to Redcliffe at the Redcliffe uh, Farms. So we all, I, I went there, and they want us to go to and and do a few things there before we can get the horses. Um, and then you have the option of recruiting him as an agent. Did everybody recruit him as an agent? Yep. Yep. Okay. So we did that. We got our horse, uh, which I never use because it's just as fast to run, it seems like. Agreed. And if it's long enough distance where it matters, you can just quick travel. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And you never know what you might miss if you're running around, stuff like that. So, um, but we did that. We eventually, all right. So I'm not going to get into all the side quests. There's a shit ton of them. Uh, there are some major ones like stopping, finding the Templar Fortress and finding the Mage Fortress and basically just murdering everybody there. Yeah. Um, did that? Yeah, I did both of those. Um, 
and then, you know, there's other small ones too that kind of introduce you to how the world really is right now. Um, it's, it, it's pretty bad, you know, like I yeah, said, there's a lot of little ones where it's like, we need coats because everybody out, you know, it's so cold and we're all staying out here. We don't have places to yeah. live. So we need to, you need to go get a bunch of skins so we can make coats out of them. Or you need to go hunt a bunch of antelopes or whatever they are, rams, so you can, we can get their meat so we can feed them, survive the night. So a lot of the side quests, you're right, do show kind of how bleak their situation is right now. Yeah. Um, and then, and then there's the the one we talked about last week was uh, you know the woman saying that they killed my husband because they thought he was a mage because he was holding a shovel. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's just it shows like you know what's really going on here. Like the 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 Templars have went fucking nuts, you know. So, uh, which the mages have too. Um, but we eventually go and talk to Mother Giselle, uh, and she tells us that we really need to go to Orlais. And talk to the the Orle is where the I guess where the Chantry got started. I could be completely wrong there, but I believe it's the the Chantry is is highly influenced there. That's where their base is, I guess you'd say. Yeah, that's the impression I got. And uh, she wants us to go talk to the Chantry. And a lot of our party members are saying, I don't know if you want to do that because, you know, a lot of people are looking at you like you're a heretic right now. And uh, I'm just like, oh, well, we'll go talk to them. So um, that is the next thing we need to do is go to Val Royale, which is, uh, oh, God. <laughs> and there's my father calling me. Um, so... Um, we there, there's a few things we can go to a Red Cliff Village right now if we wanted to. Um, did pe- did did we go to did everybody go to Val Royale first? I believe I did. Okay. Yeah, I think so. But again, like like the other Dragon Age games, it's kind of hard to keep one thread straight. Right. I'm pretty sure that I did. I think I went there first, but at the time I was sort of also working on all the different things you need to do to get the horses. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I don't know. I had twenty different things going on. Yeah, that's that, that's one of the things that that, that kind of gets to me is just how many things there there are to do, and then when you open up that journal and it's just like just fucking like a huge line of text of stuff to do, and I'm just like, oh my god, it's daunting at times. But. um so I, I guess we can go ahead and talk about Val Royale, which we're not there very long. Um, when we travel to Val Royale, um, people are looking at us kind of funny. Then again, those people look funny too because they all wear masks. Yeah. And they're like these hoity-toity pompous type people. Yes. Reminds me a bit of the Hunger Games, you know, when they get to the city. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Everybody's all dolled up. Mm-hmm. So um, when we get there, uh, we run into uh, one of the head of the chantry uh, there, and she is just railing on us. Just so, you know, here comes the traitors now. Here, look at this hair. <laughs> and out of nowhere, this Templar comes and punches her in the back <laughs> of the does. head. I couldn't <laughs> believe that when that happened. I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> And, um, yeah, I, I, since I'm playing my character like a just person, 
burst into tears? No, he didn't burst into tears. He was like, what is the meaning of this? You know? Um, and, uh, this is the, I'm guessing the captain of the Templars. He is, he's up there. Uh, he's like, um, we're kind of denouncing the Chantry. And it's like, you guys are, are just as corrupt and doing nothing about this breach as the, the Inquisition is. So we're not with anybody. We're going to go off and do our own thing. And they left. And, you know, my party's like, well, okay, so what do we do now? And so, yeah, a few small things here and there. I got another agent here. Uh, but another big thing that happens is that we uh, receive a note um, tied to an arrow. Um, it scared the living shit out of me the first time it happened because it was really loud and I had headphones on. And I was like, <laughs> boom! And I was like, oh, God, what the hell was that? <laughs> and so I was like, look, there's a note on that arrow. And I'm like, oh, shit. And so I went and, and it's uh, a friend of the Red Jenny is uh, is wanting to contact us. And we have to go find three little notes that basically tell us where to meet them. Um, and eventually we, we, uh, we, we figure out where to meet them. And, uh, it's a guy who wants to challenge us. Like we'd never heard of the guy before. And I even said that to him, you know, he's acting like he, he's a well-known assassin yeah. or something like that. And then all of a sudden an arrow hits him in the face and he dies. <laughs> and then the person that actually contacts us is there. And it's a, um, a very fast talking elf by the name of Sarah. And I don't know how to describe this woman. Really annoying would be how I would describe her. Really annoying. Now I mentioned it to you, I believe Sophie. Uh, a while back, and I asked you because I don't really know. You, you know, you're you're British. You you can probably tell. <laughs> um, I am. I compared her because I asked you first off. I said, "What is a chav?" <laughs> and then you told me, and I was like, "Okay, I think there's somebody in Dragon Age who talks like a chav." Is that a correct assumption? I'd I'd like to add a disclaimer that chav is kind of a politically incorrect. Term, I, yeah. I guess. Okay, I understand. But, that. Um, but in terms of how, I guess, the what chav means, sort of, yes, but it's kind of like, I don't know, in England, like loads of people, it, accents come, are more based geographically than, I guess, in terms of class, if that makes sense. Uh huh. And then there's some geographic locations that are associated with certain levels of class. Uh -huh. And that's why the word chav is sometimes kind of considered to be quite derogatory. I suppose the American equivalent would be white trash. Okay. So, yeah, I think, but she, in a nice way. <laughs> in a nice way. Yeah, she, yeah. she kind of acts like a chav. I'm an American, so I don't know what the word means. So I can say, yes, she's a chav. But it is it does kind of mean the same thing as kind of white trash. Right. I think. There's like that's that would be the immediate parallel. Well that's fine. We're all white here, so that's you know it's not <laughs> <Jeez. Yeah. laughs> she's white trash. You know, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it that way. She just she talks Yeah, I wouldn't street. call she's I wouldn't like call her a chav, streets. but yeah. I would yeah, I, 
I think in England we'd probably say common more than chav. Okay. But that's also just as offensive, obviously. Right, 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 right. Okay, I understand. But yeah. All right. So she she's kind of fast talking. It talks almost in riddles sometimes, uh, especially whenever you're trying to figure out what the fuck the Red Jenny is. And apparently it's just a group of people, just people, you know, that, that do, you know, uh, some people want this person dead. Well, a friend of the Red Jenny may go kill him for you, you know, kind of like Vendetta. V from Vendetta, that guy. If anybody knows what the hell I'm talking about, no. I'm just kidding. Okay, that's, that's fine. I was just seeing how long we could pay that silence out. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Um, she really annoyed me right off the bat. I've got to be honest. Like her, because of the way she talks. The yak. Well, it's the kind of relentless yakking. I think she's quite immature. Uh huh. And like. I'm playing my character as kind of a serious guy, you know, and he feels like he's a grown up because he's had a lot of responsibility from me, et cetera, et cetera. You know, like I talked about it last in the last episode and stuff. So I think he's kind of approaching Sarah as like, you need to take shit more seriously. If that makes sense. I get the impression that she doesn't take things. She takes her stuff seriously, you know, and I think like to go, she, she talks about like her group, as kind of taking care of the little things. And I, I can't remember exactly how she puts it, but he's more, I think I'm annoyed that I don't think she sees the bigger picture and yeah. she's quite kind of self-centered. I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. She, she most certainly is looking out for herself. I think, um, th- th- we all accepted her into the inquisition, correct? Yeah. Okay. I gave up on that. I'm not going to lie. I gave up on that quest like halfway through. Really? Yeah. Team, it told team. me to go check out these three places. Uh-huh. And I uh, went to those places, couldn't find anything, and then just decided to do something else. Now, <laughs> are you are you pinging, Matt? I don't even know what that means. When you hit, when you hold down R3, it sends out a ping. Is it L3 or R3? It's okay. one of the threes. Yep. And, you, and you hit that, it sends out a ping that shows you everything that you can examine in the environment. Uh, okay. Because I, I went to all three places that it told me to go to, and then I went to all three places again, and then I gave up. Okay. Not, not yeah. forever, I think- but I was like, all right, you know what? I don't have time to sit here. I can't find it. I'm going to do something else. There's yeah, plenty of other to, things to do. You need to ping. Some stuff doesn't appear unless you ping. Like, uh, it does that weird vibrate ping as well, and then it kind of goes poof. When you're in the right place and it appears in the floor. Like, you can't see it. You have to... Yeah, because I literally spent a long time in those areas. I'm like, it's pretty clearly directing me to right here and there's nothing here. Yeah, sometimes when you ping, it will just show up. Everything will highlight that, like, if you need to collect elf fruit or something, like, the nearby elf fruit will highlight or iron will highlight if you're near some. Yeah. But other stuff like this, if you ping, it will kind of do like a... It will be like a compass and it will be closer to the... You know, it'll show you what direction you have to go in, and then it will just kind of, yeah. Yeah, m- more like quest items usually have to do that. You, they're, like, hidden, and you have to find them. Okay. So I, I guess you could go back and get her? I don't I think so. I don't it's- know. You guys aren't making her sound real appealing. Maybe I don't want her around. <laughs> I mean, she's a, she's a archer. She's a rogue archer. Uh, I'm not going to get her then. I, you know, if I'm gonna have another archer, I'd rather have Varric, but I'm already an archer. Oh yeah, that's you right. Know, how, how many archers do I really need? 
Yeah, we got a bunch of archers over here. I forgot about that. It is that. kind of funny. I did recruit her, and then I never included her in my party or anything. And then later in the game, um, I went to talk to her at like this later point, and she got really mad. She's like, oh, paying some attention to me now, are you? Why have you ignored me? You bring me along, and you just don't talk to me. And I was like... <laughs> I didn't realize that could happen if you don't um so, yeah. coddle them. Yeah. But um hang on a second. Let me stop the recording. Oh, we're back. Look at that. Nothing even happened. <laughs> so um Shit, what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, Sarah. Yeah, so you, you you didn't ping and find the stuff, and you're probably not going to go get her. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. Um, you don't need another archer. Screw it. Yeah, I'm already the best archer I know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, while we're still in Val Royale, well, we get another quest to go meet with somebody, a, uh, a woman by the name of Vivian. Vivian however you pronounce it. Um, and she is a high enchanter enchanter um, for, um, I guess, some politicians, some of the higher-ups in the Orlay hierarchy. I don't know exactly. She's high society, I'll put it that way. Yeah. And she owns that as well, hey? Oh, absolutely. Um so I, you know, we can we can go to her home. She's having a nice little ball at her place, and uh, we can go meet with her. She wants to talk to us. Um, so we we all go there, and um, we have a nice little encounter with a guy who wants to call us out. Another one of those masked fellows who uh, all have um, French accents, um, and uh, she freezes him in place. And then asked us, what do you want me to do with this guy? You want me to kill him? Yeah. Uh, what did you guys choose? I I said no. I think, what was the other It was kill him or... Do whatever or you want to. Or stay quiet. Yeah. 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 And uh, I let her, I let her, I thought I was like, yeah, he's had enough. Let him go. Yeah, that's what I said. And he ran off. And then she proceeds to tell us that I want to join you in the Inquisition. But she, she says it in this... I don't think she is pompous, but at the same time, she treats the Inquisitor with respect. Yeah, she's kind of like, you you want me to join this Inquisition. Like, yeah. You're going to need me to join this Inquisition now, so I'm going to join. Right. Okay, <laughs> sort of thing, isn't she? Yeah, and originally, this was going to be my um, my love interest in the game. I'd already chose it. Um, and, uh, later on, um, after we go back to, uh, Haven, uh, she's there and I'm talking to her and I ask her, I'm like, so will there ever be a chance? And she's like, Oh, don't be ridiculous, darling. And I'm like, oh, well, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so so I, I, I turned my eyes to someone else, which I will get into it a little bit later. She uh, is really good though, Vivian. I can I had her in my party quite a lot when I first recruited her. Yeah. I love the way she talks to all the other characters. Yeah. It's like you say, she's not really rude, but she's. <laughs> there's just something. About, she's so funny. Yeah. She manages to toe that line between being like totally stuck up and rude and also kind of quite 
endearing. It's it's hard to explain. This is is this another British term? Posh? Is that about? Yes. A, is that a good she is term? Definitely, she's definitely posh. Is that yeah. is that is that another derogatory term or no? No, no, no. Well, okay. no. That's like... No. Ah, oh, you're so fucking posh. <laughs> but so. she's she knows exactly who she is right and oh, yeah. she's very comfortable in herself and i think that's why it's not it doesn't come off as like arrogance in a rude way yeah so i i, I did use her in my party because for the longest time i was trying to get in her pants but then she turned me <laughs> down so i'm not gonna do that anymore so i replaced her with a person we're going to talk about a little bit later on um so um we get her have her join the Inquisitors. I mean, everybody had her join the party, right? Yep. Okay. Um, and then when we get ready to leave Valeria, we run into another person. Um, this, all right, somebody's going to have to help me out with this name because I can't remember. She's a predominant character. Um, she was the lead, the head leader of the Mage Rebellion. I can't remember her name. Me either. Matt? Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. Okay. Um, unfortunately we do not remember her name and I'm not going to look it up, but she is a predominant person in this whole thing. And we're like, are you sure you should be here? Because you're right next to the Chantry, you know, we're in like the capital city of the Chantry. This is kind of nuts. And she's like, I don't worry about it, but we need your help. Um, Redcliffe is kind of in a little bit of trouble. And what what I forgot to describe was Redcliffe Village is pretty much where all the mages kind of went to. They all congregated there uh, after the Mage Rebellion. Um, and I think Redcliffe was slightly okay with that. But at the same time, there were a lot of people like, I don't want all these fucking mage. You know, they get, it's like an uneasy kind of tension. Yeah, they're like, right? you're going to bring like- these fucking Templars. There's going to be a war here. Um, so... Uh, she's saying that they need help in uh, in Redcliffe, and then we leave Valreal, and then we have the option of going um, to the where the Templars left, see if we can possibly reason with them and get their help, um, or we can go to Redcliffe and um, see what's going on with the mages there. Now, this is pretty much our first big choice in the game. Where if you hover over one thing or the other, it says, if you choose this one, you cannot do the other one. Yeah, I like that they're very clear about that. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, uh, but but beforehand, we can go to Redcliffe Village just to see, just to assess what's really going on there. Um, did you guys go to Redcliffe? Yeah, yeah, I actually spent quite a bit of time in Redcliffe. Yeah, this is a, it's a big town. And, yeah, you know, but I yeah. spent a lot of time there before making that decision specifically because I wanted to get a better sense of what was happening. Right. So when we arrive in Redcliffe, there's some weird things going on. First off, there's a there's a fade rift right there at the entrance of the freaking place, and there's some things that are kind of not right. We've seen ra- we've seen these rifts before, obviously, but these are very different. Almost like time is distorted when you're around these rifts and we close the rift and then we get information saying that we need to go talk to somebody um and when we go talk to uh the the woman that i can't remember her name she is there with some tervinters 
Now, the Taventers, uh, I know I mentioned them in our Dragon Age 2. Uh, we've ran into them before. Uh, they, The Taventers are slavers. They do a lot of slave trading and stuff like that. Um, and they're ran by mages. Like the, Their higher-ups are mages um, for the most part. And uh, the Taventers are not really nice people. Yeah, as soon as I saw them there, I was like, okay, something something bad's going down. What ended up happening was was that the mages, um, led by this that that woman that we can't remember her name, um, <laughs> she and some other mages have agreed to go under Taventer protection uh, and under Taventer servitude. Um, to get them basically away from this war that's going on between the Templars and the mages. And a lot of mages are not really for this, but then there's some that are. It's kind of split. Um, and, but at the same time, we're all thinking, why in the hell would you agree to yeah. basically be slaves for to the, the to venters? When you know that these guys are assholes. And nobody can really tell us why they're agreeing to this shit. But at the same time, uh, we run into a f- the head guy, the head to venter guy. And um, does anybody remember what his name is? Alexius? Alexius. Yes. He is... The leader of a Taventer ch- chapter known as the Venatari. Um, and we'll find out a little later on that the Venatari, well, it, it su- suffices to say they are not very good people. Um, and we meet up with him and, uh, we are there to discuss possibly having the mages help out in closing this giant, the, the big rift, the big one that everybody knows at, at the, where the urn of sacred ashes was. Cause we need some type of magic or dispelling magic to power up the Inquisitor to close it because it's going to take a lot of juice to get this thing closed. So we talk to him and the entire conversation is just completely off. It feels like, you know, he's, he, you can tell this guy is a villain just by, just by looking at him, the way he dresses, his face is all wrinkly and he just, he looks evil. Uh, but he also has a son and his son, there's something physically wrong with him. He's he's ill or has some type of ailment. Uh, we don't really know why or don't really know what it is. Um, yeah, and it, se- it's t- it seems terminal, doesn't it? Yeah. Get the sense, yeah. Yeah. And um, he bumps into us uh, and uh, slips us a note. Uh, and then they leave. And the note says that we need to meet him at the Chantry. And it is very dire that we meet him. So, uh, did everybody go to the Chantry and meet him? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. I did too. <laughs> and we, uh, he is there basically to, to betray his father. Uh, he realizes that the Venters, yeah, we, we have a strange way of living, but this is not what we wanted to do. You know, um, and he thinks his father is insane. Yeah, betray, but not in sort of a malicious way. Yeah, no, in so, a kind like of greater I, good way. 
Yeah, like I, you know, things have gotten out of control, and you know, someone needs to step in. Yeah, my my More father. Than, like, is I'm going to betray him and take his place. Yeah, no, my father is nuts, and we need to stop him. Um, and we also meet another guy, another mage, uh, by the name of Dorian. He's there, um, and he he's kind of helping out the uh, uh, the son, Alexis's son. Is is the son named Alexis? No. No. I forget what the son's name is. It's not Alexis, though. Okay. Okay. So, um, and he's there, and he's he's telling us all about this and how he like Alexis was his mentor, and he he's insane. But he also tells us another very important thing is that he is using a special type of blood magic that can bend time. Felix is the name of the son. Felix. Felix. Okay. Um, and this magic that he has used, he's been using it, which is why the, that fade rift acted so funny. Um, he has been um, he he has bent time to when he found out about the explosion at the chantry, the one that we were in. Um, when he found out about that, he used time magic to basically tr- be able to time travel to Redcliffe to offer his offer to them, to the mages there, um, as this was happening. And there, because everybody was like, man, he just came at the most opportune time to, to, <laughs> to do all this stuff. And how the hell did he do this? Um, well, he was, he was time traveling. Um, so the, we have the plan. The plan is, he is he is basically taken up camp at Redcliffe Castle, and we can go in there, stop him from doing this, and hopefully free these mages from their deal that they had, and then use the mages to help close the rift. That's the first option. The second option is talking to the Templars. Now, we don't know much about the Templars. All we saw was the guy punched the woman in the back of the head, and then they walked away and said, fuck you guys. Yeah, uh, I don't really think I needed to know much more than that, to be honest. Yeah. Well, you can go talk to the Templars. Um, and in doing so, you basically get a lot of the nobles from Orlay to come and 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 side with you yeah. to show, hey – we're we're good guys. We're trying to stop this. Help us out, and hopefully get the Templars to help us close this breach in the sky. So those are our two options. What did everybody choose? So mages. mages. <laughs> All right. So you both went with the mages. Of course. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I. Like like I said before we started, I was going to play a mage because so far, you know, I don't 100% agree with the mages, but I do feel like they're getting the short end of the stick in general in this world. Right. Um, so I thought maybe by siding with them I could help raise their profile a bit. Okay. So that perhaps eventually when they do come back under some kind of control, they'll have a little bit more freedom that they've earned because of what the good that they've done. I um went with the Templars. 
Did you do that because you knew we were both going to go with the majors? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, way, way to take one for the team. Drew. Yeah, well, I went with the Templars because I wanted to see what they're. All right, truth be told, all right, we all know I've played this game somewhat before. I had to review it, and the first time I did it, I did the mages, and we're going to get into that. And holy shit. Shit goes down. It really with, fucking does. Yeah, shit goes down when you choose the mages. But let me tell you something. Shit goes down when you choose the fucking Templars too. Um, uh, so we're going to do something a little unorthodox. You know how you got? I'm always the one that talks about stuff and you know kind of leads you guys on. I want somebody else to narrate what happened with the mages. Oh, I can't remember. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's destiny. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I can I can do it with prompts. So I think Matt and I will muddle through if we have. Uh... Okay, I can do that. So you have to Is go that... back. You have to go back to the war table, and you have the you know you have your plan. You know what's going to happen. Red Cliff Castle. All right. First thing yep. that pops up is like, well, how the hell do we get into Red Cliff Castle? I remember this, yeah. Okay. You can, you can, right? I, I chose to sneak in the back way. Mm-hmm. And why could we sneak in the back way? Because we did that before. Who did that before? It, and we did it before in a different game. Uh huh. But it wasn't the Inquisitor. Who was it? I, uh, I don't remember. But I do, but I don't. But I don't want to say the wrong answer because then I'll look like a noob. (laughs) All right. I'm not trying to quiz you, Sophie. I'm trying to help you out. Leiliana is one of our advisors. And Leiliana was one of the party members in Dragon Age Origins. And she said, hey, I know how to get into Redcliffe Castle without getting noticed. And I thought that was a shrewd shrewd plan. So I went with that. And Matt, what about you? Yeah, same thing. Same thing. Snuck in. Okay. And so when you get into Redcliffe Castle... There's a bunch of mages there, a bunch of Deventers, assholes. Kill a few of them, right? You eventually make it to the Venatari guys, the head Venatari. Alexis is there. And... I, I really can't remember. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so Alexis is there. Do you know what? I, t- I promise I will make notes. As I go along next time. You don't, you don't have to. My brain fine. is like a sieve. That's fine. It's, I can remember fine. the stuff that happens when, like, after this little bit. Okay. So, well, I mean, well, I'm just, I'm, we're just kind of setting that up. So, uh, when we we make it to the, the main area, uh, Alexis is there. Um, he, uh, along with the son, the son shows up. He says, Father, this is wrong, you know. And uh, yep. Dorian's there, uh, who who is a mage, I should mention. Um, you know, he's there helping us out. Um, and he's like, well, you guys can't stop me. You get, you know what, you know my plan. The jig's up, but you can't stop me because I'm a badass mage. And oh, look, I have a fucking time magic. And as he is casting the time magic, he hits Dorian and the Inquisitor. Yes. And then does. they and and you know, light, they f- yeah, yeah, light flashes, and then they're in Redcliffe Castle somewhere. But they don't know where. And there's where there's like that red lyrium everywhere, right? Yeah, red lyrium is everywhere. You kind of start at almost kind of like a new checkpoint, and it's just you and Dorian, and you're in like I guess you're in the. I thought it kind of felt like a basement because it's flooded. Yeah. 
and you don't have any of your equipment, right? I feel like you, or maybe you did. I can't quite remember, but and it's just you and Dorian, and you're kind of like, what the fuck? Dorian's like, uh, well, I think he sent us through time, yeah, and I don't and know where. This bit kind of blew my mind. Yeah, it, it did me too when I first played it. I thought it was just such good storytelling. Yeah. So you begin exploring Redcliffe Castle, and you run into some of your old party members. Oh man! Who are locked up? And then who who, who did you bring with? Because I think it's the people you brought with you. Yeah, it, yeah. it is your party that you had at the time of the fight. Yeah. Who 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 did you guys had, run um, into? I had Varric and Cassandra. Okay. And Matt. Uh, Cassandra and Vivian. Okay. Think. Oh, and we also like you, there's a couple of random people in cells as well. Hey, like there's this one woman who's just kind of like got red lyrium growing out of her. Yeah, yeah. Like she's kind of pinned into the wall by like a giant stake, essentially, of red lyrium, and she's yeah. just kind of growing. It's growing in her and through her and stuff. And it was just, it was really, really dark. Yeah, very disturbing. Part. Yeah, and this isn't even the darkest bit that. Yeah, we've got to yet. So. um but your party members have kind of succumbed to it. This is it's been a year later. Yeah. It's it's a, it's, a, it's been almost a full year. The Venetari have yeah. taken over. The, the apocalypse has happened yeah, basically. Exactly. Uh, the Venetari have taken over and are experimenting with people creating red lyrium so they can fuel their crazy blood magic and shit like that and along with the ancient one or whatever, right? Yeah, they yeah. they keep they keep mentioning this thing the ancient one. Um, we don't know what the ancient one is. Um, I so, think it's the thing from the the vision with yeah uh, from the beginning of the game, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one who pr- pr- basically started the explosion that killed the the revered mother. Yeah. So, um, and and our party members have succumbed to the red lyrium, but they still have their minds. Um, they're basically poisoned by it, and will eventually die. But of course, you know, uh, talking to Varric, he's like, "Well, if you guys are gonna kill some people, I figured I'd go out swinging." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he, uh, they—he's a trooper. I, yeah. I like Varric. Varric and, and Cassandra both join, or you know, Varric and um, um, Vivian. I'm curious how Vivian acted with Red Lyrium inside of her. You got me. <laughs> Just uh, it's yeah, because I had Cassandra and Varric in mind whenever I did this, um, and then you, you know you make your way back through the the castle itself, and you run into the torture room. Oh, this was dark. This is very dark. This um, is so dark. I mean, like, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I, in the torture room, we find that the Tavinta dude, Alexius, and his minions have been keeping a prisoner and it turns out to be Leliana and you kind of get in there and she's strung up and she just looks she looks like a kind of old it's hard to explain but I always kind of like especially in Origins Leliana kind of annoyed me in Dragon Age Origins because she was all kind of like hee 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 breathy oh you know (laughs) hero this and hero that and just kind of, and I, I like her a lot more in this because it seems more like the, the real Leliana, you know, like the the kind of she's 
networked, she's secretive, she's kind of independent, she's quite fierce. Yeah. If you know what I mean? She seems almost like a different character. And I like her a lot. And so it was kind of it was really heartbreaking to see her like essentially within like a shred of it, she's a she's a, a a shadow of what she's like yeah when we met her at the beginning of the game she's kind of frail she's wrinkled like the red it's she's obviously been tortured she's really really like i don't mean this to sound bitter i don't mean that to sound like well duh of course she is but she is she she's kind of she's got nothing left yeah she's been holding out all this time and she sees you there and then she it's it's kind of scary yeah because see everybody's saying where the fuck have you been yeah you know yeah, just, everyone's just, like we thought you were dead we saw you die yeah, yeah you, you've just disappeared and, and she's mad like, oh she's fucking pissed but like, like not even in a but she's she's got she's got fury yeah it, and it, it's so out of character yeah and that's what really got me when i was playing this part like i thought that was just such good that was just such a well-written kind of part of the story Basically, what I believe they were doing was sucking the life force out of her, which is why yeah, she looks so that's, old. That's a really good way to describe it. Yeah, I mean, she, she like, does. She's she's yeah. lost what makes her Leliana. If yeah. You know what I mean. yeah, she looks like she's probably in her late sixties. Of how pod people in the dark crystal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, it was also just kind of her the, the the things she says and that fury. It just was kind of like it took me back yeah it's crazy there's like it, it, it was basically like the, we watched the world fucking end and we've been tortured for a year where the fuck have you been yeah you know and and so we're like because the whole time like when i was playing it my, my, my inquisitor was like can we fucking get back are we stuck here yeah you know and, he, and dorian's dorian's kind of taking this a little bit nonchalantly he, yeah, I don't know where I stand with Dorian at the moment. I'm not sure I trust Dorian 100%. Dorian's it's like, the mustache. It's that mustache. Yeah. It's like a curly mustache, man. <laughs> um, he, uh, he He's like, ah, it looks like we're in the future. It's just me and you, buddy. He's yeah. kind of like what he's, he sort of does for half of it, isn't it? Yeah. He reminds me a little bit of Alistair. <laughs> yeah. Alistair's a like, little inappropriately oh, good. Cheerful at times. Yeah. <laughs> Says, yeah, so I guess we're going to get back. We'll have to figure out a way to get back. Eh, we'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's like, hey, Leliana, how you doing? <laughs> Not too good. All right, let's go. <laughs> so um, we eventually get everybody out. And uh, we're trying to find Alexis. Um, and I, At this point, though, I was just traumatized. I really wanted to sort this out because I wanted it to end for Leliana. I was just like, whatever it takes, it that really upset me, that whole part. Yeah, that was the thing. Was like she was she was basically saying, I I I would rather you go back in time and erase my existence than what happened to me. So that's what we're gonna do. So we the eventually make it to him. Um and uh while we're there um the son's still there, uh, Felix. Felix, yeah. He uh, he he doesn't want. He I, obviously he didn't want any of this to happen, um, but it was pretty much out of his control. 
It's weird as well because his dad kind of treats him like a pet, I think, rather yeah. than a son. But um, we we eventually get to the part where we're just like, all right, how did you do this? You need to reverse this shit. And the whole time he is just screaming madness and and talking about this elder one and or ancient one, whatever it's called. And um, he like it was just like we can't even fucking reason with you, dude. So he, and while this is going on, Leliana sneaks up behind Felix and puts a knife to his throat. And uh, he's like, "Just leave my son alone. Don't don't hurt him." And I told her, I was like, "Chill out, chill out, Leliana." And she's like, "Nope," and slashes his throat yeah. anyway. It's so fucking. This is what I was just like, "What?" But. <laughs> I thought it was just crazy, like, and it was so believable. But you compare that Leliana to the Leliana at the beginning of like Dragon Age Origins. Well, she is an and, assassin. Yeah, no, I know, but she's not. She's not kind of that. She's so far gone at this point, so nihilistic, so kind of like at the end of her rope. Yeah, but also like, there's nothing left to live for. It doesn't matter if I kill him. Yeah. Or you know what I mean it was it wasn't even it felt to me like if it was revenge it still didn't it wasn't she didn't feel when she did it that she was going to get any sort of peace by getting one over on the guy by killing his son. Yeah. It was just rage and that was what really scared me to see that character cuz Leliana has always been one of these characters I kind of thought of as one of the inherently good characters. Yeah. You know, she has her kind of but I always think of her as being one of the good guys and gals and to see her go that far gone. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I, it was cool. I, well, not cool, but you know what I mean? Right. I mean, it it's, was surprising and it was shocking and I didn't see it coming. It's some, it was, it's some good storytelling. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, so yeah, but yeah, so slashes his throat and fucking Alexis goes nuts and begins the boss fight. Um, did anybody have any, has anybody had any trouble with the combat in this game yet? No, I love the combat in this game. Maybe no, it's because yeah. I'm playing as an archer now. But I'd quite when we finish this, I might go back and try and just see what the warrior class is like. Because obviously, in the previous two games, that's what I played as. But I'm loving playing as the archer. Huh. And huh. you not have any problems? Um, not really. Yeah, I mean, the fight was, you know, I mean, it took a little skill. You know, I, I got damaged, yeah. but um, you know, I, I got that taunt that just increases my guard. So. Just kept going with that. See, I did die once or twice at the last boss that we have, are fighting for this recording. Uh-huh. But other than that, I don't think I had any problem. See, I remember in when we did pre- the previous games, you guys were playing as rogues and mages, hey? Am I correct? Uh, yeah, I played a rogue. Yeah. Uh, no, I played a warrior in the first game. Did you? Uh-huh. I was, a, I was Lifty Fernandez. Come on. Oh, yeah. See, I wondered if why I was struggling with the combat more previously. was, And it wasn't so bad until towards the end of the games. And then I found the difficulty spike bit more challenging than you guys seem to and i thought maybe it's because as a warrior you're always kind of getting in your hands dirty yeah yeah and like standing back i feel more like a field general if you know what i mean i can like pick them off from long range and direct people in and out and but i always found it difficult to manage my combat the other guys combat in previous games because i was always in the midst of chaos it felt like so harder to get a perspective of what's happening around you exactly but i i'm loving the combat yeah, I like it too. I, I really do. Um, so after killing him, um, 
his his minions a whole bunch of dudes are trying to break through the door and um dorian is like okay i think i figured out how we can since we got killed him and took his shit <laughs> we can probably time travel back to our own time i love that as well he doesn't underplay that he's like i might be able to do this i might not yeah you know maybe yeah. <laughs> and let's give it a shot let's see here and everybody's like okay you might want to hurry and then like you know every, <laughs> everybody else is like you know, at the door like all right just he, you guys not, go he doesn't really get the time sensitivity of the matter does he and no it... <laughs> so we um they, they, you know, they have their last stand. In fact, do we see Leliana die? I thought I so. I think so. But yeah, they do because Farrakh and Cassandra go basically to hold them off. All yeah. three say, we're going to go and basically hold them off until they kill, they sacrifice themselves. Yeah. Essentially, right? They all die. I'm pretty sure we see Leliana die because we see Farrakh and Cassandra for me ran off and then the door shut and then they break through the door and Leliana's in the same room and she's got a bow and arrow and she starts, you know, screaming at them and shooting them down. And I think, yeah, she does. I think she does die. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm just wondering if they, we see it happen. I think we do see it happen. And the yeah, lizard's like, Oh my God. And then right then we time travel. Yep. Um, and, uh, when we time travel, we're right back to where he cast that spell. And then we just kind of like knock it out of his hand and like, Nope. Uh, uh, uh. Not today. <laughs> no soup for you. And he kind of just gives up. You know, he, he's like, "Okay, you got me." <laughs> and then, you know, his son's like, "Dad, just to stop, okay, <laughs> just stop." And so we do the. You know, You're they, embarrassing me, Dad. Yeah, they take they take <laughs> they take him they, they they take him in, uh, and uh, after that we you know we get the mages help. Um, with the um, with closing the breach. Now, that's what you guys did. What I did, and I'm going to try to be as as brief as I possibly can. But there's a lot of stuff that goes down. So I gather a whole bunch of these hoity-toity mask wearing or, or lay guys. The posh people. Yeah, the poshes. The Norwegians. Uh And we go up to the fortress. Where the uh, the Templars are. So you might say you had an allegiance of Orlesians. <laughs> <laughs> um, say that five times fast. And and dealing with these fuckers, because there's a few dialogue choices that we have to do as far as like, um, they don't even like being in Ferelden. Just, they think it's <laughs> dirty. Barbaric. And, yeah, it's kind of barbaric a little bit, yeah. Um, but we do eventually convince them. Just fucking help us. Look, we're trying to save everybody, not just Ferelden's. We're trying to save your ass, too. So we get a bunch of diplomats and and nobles from uh, the Orlesian hierarchy, and we take them to the castle. We're going to go meet with the head commander. And this is where I don't know his name. So, uh, But when we get there... Uh, they they kind of just greet us in. They want us to uh to um to come. They they do want me to do a flag puzzle. It's not really a puzzle. They say we want you to choose. It's it's kind of like a tradition that they do. We want you to choose who you hold in highest regard. So put these flags in a certain order. So I chose the people first, then I chose the chantry, and then I chose the 
governments or the the the, the Templars or, or or whatever, you know. And everybody's like, Oh, he chose the fucking people? You know, the 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 <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Orlesians are like, Oh, you chose the people. <laughs> you fucking commoner piece of shit. You know, I mean they're not like that, but they, you know, they they're all whispering to each other and stuff like that. But I, I mean I, you know, I'm for the people. And uh the, the Templars invite us in and uh we, we go, we have the we have a few uh the the head diplomats coming with me. Uh, and there's a few Templars sitting there at the table and we're having a normal conversation where look, we, we, we're trying to get help to close this breach. We're doing this for everybody. We need your help. We, you guys are against the chantry now. That's fine. Whatever. While we're having this conversation, there's guard Templars in the back of the room and they start inching toward us really slowly and kind of maliciously. And, uh, I had, I have to mention this guy, this, 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 one of the head diplomats, you know, really, you know, very hoity toity. You know, it's like, <laughs> he's, he's, he's going off on these guys. He's like, we need your help. And your place stinks. Ah, and stuff like that. And, and, the whole time I'm like, because <laughs> they give you dialogue options. You're like, okay, just chill out. All right, let's just talk about this. And while the whole time I'm doing it, I'm like, just chill out. There's a guy behind you. He doesn't look too happy right now. Oh, shit. He just stabbed you right in the back. <laughs> I just was picturing you all like slowly stepping backwards away from like this. Yeah, while that guy's going off. <laughs> yes. And we're like, ah, we don't really care about this guy anyway. Just, He's uh, not with us yet. I'm just, <laughs> hey, Frenchie, you might want to back up a little bit. But uh, and then they, they kill him, and then of course we're all like, "What the fuck is this?" But the, the biggest thing is that there's actually some Templars sitting at that table, and they get up alerted, like, "What the fuck are you guys doing? You just killed an Orlesian diplomat!" And then they start, the, the, they Templars are killing Templars, they're going fucking nuts. But we, we, you can notice the Templars who are quote unquote evil. There's something wrong with them. Their faces. Are a little strange. Um, they are under the influence of demons. Oh, look, they're all possessed by demons. Um, but there are still some Templars that are not possessed. And so we fight them off and we have some Templars. Are you, I don't know what the fuck this was. They're not with us, but um, we need to go figure out what this is. We need to go talk to the head Templar guy. So we have to make it up to the Templar guy. So we climb this friggin' fortress. It's huge. Um, and we make it to the head Templar guy. He grabs a hold of the Inquisition, the, the Inquisitor, and sends this demon into him. Basically takes uh -oh. over his mind. Uh-oh. And it is a envy demon. Um, and we... In our minds, this is all happening while we're standing here. So he has grabbed a hold of us by our collars kind of thing, holding us up to his face. And I, I'm guessing this happens all in a split second in reality. But in our minds, we go into the fade. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't pick the Templars. It drags us to the fade and it goes, and it goes through our memories. And it's, it's replaying things in our memories that we've already experienced. Um, and it's talking to us. It's showing like these warped 
way warped memories. Like I, I remember doing this. No, it didn't happen like this, you know. And oh, here's all these people that you cared about dying and shit like that. Um, and he's he's tempting us to. He's like, I can change all of this, and you know, I'm like, it's not real. Just get the fuck away from me. <laughs> but at the same time, we keep we, we we keep seeing this weird, strange character running around in our minds. Um. And he, he, he's going in – like you'll see him in the background and he'll just walk away. Eventually, we do run into the guy and he he's talking to us. Very strange fellow. Uh, he has this very large hat that pretty much covers his face so you can't see except his mouth. And he talks very, very strangely. Uh, his name is Cole. And um, he's telling us, you're being possessed by – a demon right now and I'm trying to get you out. So I'm like, all right, so should we follow this guy? So we follow the guy. We go through a whole bunch of different memories and stuff like that, killing dudes and, and trying to figure out how the hell to get out. Was it a long, quite a long quest? Was it? Um, I'd say it was about as long as you in, in the time paradox. There's multiple scenes that you'll see of like you know you killing people that you don't want to kill and 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 bad memories basically just 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 right. distorted memories of like this and, and you you know you have the option of saying this isn't real or I'm gonna fucking kill you you fucking demon and shit like that it's it's just it's, it's all that kind of stuff so um, we eventually make it to to get out. And we, we we finally break free of the possession, and it's like time hasn't even moved in the reality. He's still holding us up to his face. We break out of it and um, fucking kill him, or we don't we, we we don't kill him. He he he's his possession kind of just takes over. He becomes like those abomination kind of things, and retreats to the top of the, the barracks at the very top and puts up this huge force field. We can't get in. So we run into one of the Templars who was not possessed down at the table. He's kind of taking command right now and saying, all right, we need to do this. We need to go find some more commanding officers that haven't uh, been possessed. And there's three of them we need to rescue. But at the same time, we're holding these doors and trying to stop these demons from busting through. So when you leave that room, anytime you leave that room, there's a counter that slowly counts down and you have to keep returning to that room to help fight off demons. So, um, and, and at the same time we leave the room, we go find the commanding officers and bring them back because they need more Templars who are more skilled to dispel that barrier so we can get to the demon. So eventually after getting the guys, we bring them back they dispel it, and we go up have our boss fight versus the demon. Um, this fight was a bitch and a half for me, and I don't really know why. Were was, you the same level when you did that as we that, were, as you were when you did the the equivalent? That that's a good question, and I don't know. Uh, I can't remember what level I was, but I know I died at this fight at least three times. I mean that that thing, it would you know how like some demons they'll like it looks like they portal underground and then they'll pop up somewhere else. Yep. 
Yeah, this, the big skinny leg demons. Yeah, this yeah. thing this thing was doing that, but when it would portal up, it would basically knock everybody away and do major damage to them. Like possibly kill two party members in one blow. Wow. So I was like, fuck. So it was it was a difficult fight for me. Well afterwards we kill the thing. And everybody's like, Are you okay? I was like, Yeah, I was possessed. I, I got possessed, but I broke free of it. How'd you break free of it? Is this weird guy named Cole who um, somehow got into my dreams and was talking to me, and he helped me get out. And he kind of found out he's actually there. He, he's in the real world. And everybody's like, we don't know what this guy is. He's fucking weird. <laughs> and, and like, because he, he talks, he talks as if he can read people's minds, and he speaks it out. So like if somebody – so for instance, there's a person laying there dying. He's basically speaking out what they're feeling, pain, thirst, you know, death coming, help. And it's weird how he talks like that. But he has a connection with them. And we'll find out a little bit later on what exactly he is. Um, so uh, he kind of just disappears. But he, he – he follows us, but he kind of disappears after that. Um, but the remaining Templars that are there, we gained their trust. And they said, yes, we will help you close this breach. We can use our dispelling magic to to close it. Um, and so we that that's my option that I chose. Um, the next thing that we can do is go and close the breach. But before we talk about that, because that's getting close to where we're going to stop talking, um, there's a few other party members that we have to get. Yeah, and there's also a decision for the Inquisitor, if you pick the mages, right? How you want to progress. Okay, remind me. Um, well, I remember when we finished the whole thing and you kind of, at the end of defeating Alexis, and it's like you recruit the Templars, right? And uh-huh. I recruited the mages. And Alistair pops up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's kind of like, hey. And you're given the choice of whether you want to enslave, conscript, or free the mages. Right. And I chose, and I have them be, serve in your army and, and basically invite them to join the Inquisition as kind of equal troops in right. that sense. Which is, yeah. or conscript them into kind of like a. Hey, you can come and join your serve under us. We'll close this breach. We'll deal with all this shit, and then that will be kind of like your penance. And um, I chose to basically make them free and equal members of the the Inquisition okay. kind of forces. And holy shit, did I piss off quite a few of my party members with that decision? But yeah, yeah, especially Cassandra, <laughs> I believe she was not yeah. happy. The um that that's one of the things that's changed. It used to be when you chose something, it only affected the people that were in your party. Now yeah. they're not in your <laughs> yeah, party. Yeah, Solus like Solus is like fuck you, dude. You chose this. Where the fuck are you? You heard? Would you yeah. hear about this in Haven or something? <laughs> but he got pissed. <laughs> you know, it's the small stuff like that. Um, I thought that was kind of a cool decision, especially for my character, who's kind of trying to be a bit of an idealist and a pragmatist all at once, but. He's all. He's kind of like I kind of like Matt. You put it well earlier when you said you kind of feel like the mages have the short end of the stick 
for the most part in the game in in the Dragon Age world. And yeah. I kind of see it the same way. And my character, who's an elf, obviously has faced discrimination in that world too. So he's kind of like, you guys are going to step up and prove yourselves worthy. I'm not going to conscript you. You you can selves honourable, if you know what I mean, and responsible. And that's kind of he kind of cha- I I kind of read it as him challenging the mages that way. Okay. Too bad they get a little whiny. Yeah, because I kind of see my character as a guy who's kind of going to try and step up and prove himself worthy to like his race, I guess, and, you know, to show that elves can be leaders and part of, you know, part of greater society and do important things, and I think he that's how he kind of made that choice. That's how uh, I played it anyway. See, we, we both have our archers, and we're, we're, we generally play characters the same way. Yeah. Um, and in this game, we, we may end up playing it the same way, but my guy very much has no desire to prove anything. He doesn't not trying to stand out. You know, he's just a guy who was sucked out of his life and wants to get back to normal. So Yeah, see they were kinda of opposite in that sense then. Yeah. Yeah. You just want to end it really quickly and my guy wants to prove himself, I guess. And well, Matt, what did did you choose the same thing? Yeah, same thing. And it, for exactly the same reason. I mean I'm not gonna conscript the mages. I feel that the mages need to prove themselves. Um Certainly, they can't be left free reign to do whatever they want because they're too dangerous. However, I don't think they should just be locked up and locked down. Yeah, there, there needs to be some kind of middle ground there. So I'm trying to do what I can do, like I said before, to get them to maybe build up enough goodwill that they can. Yeah, to prove they, they can, can free up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Free I mean, a little bit. Some of the humans in this game can act pretty irresponsibly when left to their own devices, let's be honest. So yeah. Mage or no mage. Yeah. So um going back to a few other party members, we get word that um ever since this whole thing with the chantry exploding and stuff like that, um the Grey Wardens have all pretty much just disappeared and we don't know where the hell they go. Um, and what we have been told is that there is a Grey Warden in the Hinterlands who is basically trying to recruit other Grey Wardens. Um, and we are sent to investigate and talk to him. Uh, his name is Blackwall. Did everybody get Blackwall? Yep. Yep. Okay. And I'm using him. Yeah. All the time. I like Blackwall. Blackwall seems to be about the closest to my Inquisitor. He is just... He still has compassion, but he's not afraid to throw down. So, uh, I, I really like Blackwall as a character. I like the Grey Wardens as characters, pretty much. Um, I, I, I like just just them basically sacrificing their own lives to, to save other people's lives. Um, and there's uh, another party member um, that we go meet in the Storm Coast. Now, do you mean you as Drew or you as your character? Me as Drew. I like <laughs> I like the, the Grey Wardens. Now, I mean, yeah, my character no. would probably like them too. But, I mean, I, I, me personally, I, I've always liked the thought of the Grey Wardens. Yeah, they are bit more i suppose they're a bit more selfless but at the same time they can they can conscript people right we saw that in origins yeah yeah and we can try it here too 
Um, which Blackwall even mentions that. Yeah. He's like, we can, we can use those treaties. To, I feel to- very uncomfortable about conscription. Well, uh, they, agree, they agree the to it. So. A, a world ending <laughs> catastrophic event. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to have all the help you can get. Everybody's going to pull their weight. So, um, and the, the other party member that we can get is, um, uh, a Kunari by the name of Iron Bull. He is a mercenary leader who has shown interest in the Inquisition and is offering his services to the Inquisition. Uh, he's in the Storm Coast. If we would like to go meet him, uh, did everybody get Iron Bull? Yep. Nope. Mm. Oh, he's such a dude. I love Iron Bull. Did, have you just not went to the Storm Coast, Matt? Or I've spent quite a bit of time in the Storm Coast, but I have never even heard that name. He, the whole reason you're able to go to the Storm Coast is to meet Iron Bull. See, I don't remember because I, I think after <laughs> Matt, we are left you the reading? Are you reading the quests? <laughs> <laughs> I, after we went to the hinterlands. Like, I went to the Hinterlands for a little bit at the beginning of the game, and the Storm Coast was one of the first places I went to after I left the Hinterlands. Uh-huh. And it was literally just kind of, I'm going to go somewhere else. Where shall I go? I'll go to the Storm Coast. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wandered around there for a bit and, you know, picked up a few shards and did a few bits and pieces and left again. And at that point, I don't think I went there to go and meet Iron Bull. I think I picked mm. that quest up later. In fact, so I'm spent sure hours I did. in the Storm Coast. Huh. Well, see, what triggers it is that when we go back to Haven, we a person from his mercenary company comes and says, hey, yeah, he wants to meet up with you. He's in the Storm Coast. And that's basically what unlocked the Storm Coast for me, was I chose to go meet him. Oh, no, uh, I, just no went I, the, I just went there. <laughs> yeah, I just went there because it was available, and I did. Yeah, me too. Hmm. A lot I saw a dragon. Yep. So, Iron Bull is a two-handed warrior. Um, one-eyed. One-eyed. There's an eye patch. He is played by Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> so, that there's that. The problem is, is that I know it's played by Freddie Prince Jr., so I can't imagine anybody else. So, when he talks, I'm like, that's just Freddie. <laughs> so, it, it kind of gets on my nerves. I shouldn't have known that. If I didn't know that, I would See, probably- I didn't know that. I would have, I would have, yeah, I know. I would have enjoyed it better (laughs) if I would have not known that it was Freddie Prince Jr. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, Iron Bull's pretty cool. Uh, and he's like, uh, he's very cheerful. Yeah. For, for what he is, but he does, he does explain to us that he is a, he, he is essentially, he is a, he's a leader of a mercenary group, but he's, he's moonlighting as a spy for the Canari. And he tells us this straight up. He's like, look, I'm I'm actually working for the Canari. I don't follow the Kuhn, but they want me to gather information on what the humans are doing. So uh, I, I tell them. And, you know, my character's like, and you're telling us this? Why? He's like, I, I don't have anything to hide. I'm just telling you. And so, you know, I was like, okay, well, all right. Carry on. Yeah, join me. <laughs> Now, Drew, you're playing as a Canary, right? I am. Do you have any friction with Iron Bull? Because friend of the show, Jamie, also plays as a Canary, and I think her character and Iron Bull, like Iron Bull and her character, don't get along. Hmm. Like, and, I, and Iron Bull made a point of saying, as I remember, if I remember it correctly, 
kind of basically saying, look, I'll help you out, but we're not going to chat and we're not going to be friends, basically. No, nah, he's he's kind of cool with me. I don't know what I'm saying differently. I'm just I, I'm basically saying I'm playing it by we need all the help we can get. You guys are welcome. It's possible I just made all that up, but I don't think that I did. So, <laughs> well, she'll listen to the show, and I'm sure she'll email in. And uh... now he has mentioned a few things about me being a Kunari of like, uh, he's like, so you you don't go by the Kuhn either, and, you know, and stuff like that. And you know, we get into those small conversations, but it's nothing very big. In fact, for the longest time, you know, whenever you go back to Haven after a big event, you can go talk mm-hmm. to people and have a cutscene. Cutscene, yeah. Um. For me, for the longest time, I didn't even have a cutscene with Iron Bull. Every time I went and talked to him, it would just it would kind of zoom in and and let me say small things. Tell me some stuff about yourself. Yeah, and I, I was like, "Cool, that's weird." So maybe he just he's kind of indifferent to me. Who knows? Cool. Um. So yeah, uh, I got Iron Bull, and uh, which I should mention, Dorian, uh, is with the guys who sh- chose the the mages. Cole comes along with the guy who chose the Templars. So we have that party member. Uh, and uh, the next thing, we go and close the breach, which I thought was going to be like a big boss fight or something like that. Nah, not so much. Eh? Nah, yeah, it's a cutscene of you closing <laughs> the breach. <laughs> and everybody's like, yay! I'm like, okay, well. Anticlimax. Yeah. And then we go or back is to. Is it? Oh, and then we go back to Haven. Everybody's getting drunk. Everybody's getting torn up. We're dancing. We're partying. Everybody's happy. And then all of a sudden. Shit hits the fan. We, uh, we get a, we get some horns and everybody's like, oh shit, something, something's going on. Somebody's, somebody's advancing. Somebody's come, going to war. And so, uh, we kind of find out the opposite of what we chose is storming Haven. Um, so for me, the mages, along with the Taventers, are coming to take us over. And we're like, oh shit, okay. So um, the, then begins the big, all right, we got to go and launch the catapults and, and stuff like that and protect them. And um, I, I, I won't dive deep into it because it's mainly just combat. Um yeah, it's just kind of like run along the front lines, hey, and just yeah. do this and do that, defend this and defend that. There, there is one thing I do want to mention, and that is when you retreat back to the um, to the main to 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 the, the Inquisitor place. The it was basically a chantry, but they turned it into where the Inquisitor is. Um, when you retreat back, they give you some options of saving people in the town. Yep, I saved everybody, I think. I missed multiple people. I only saved the blacksmith. I think I saved everybody. Uh, my my requisition officer is dead. Oh no. Yeah. The one who the one who loved Logan. Which you know, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> um uh she didn't survive. I don't think the tavern lady survived. <laughs> I'm just like, well, no requisitions or beer for you, Drew. Yeah, I know. No, no, they, they get replaced. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, so uh, doing that, uh, but eventually, the Inquisitor and his party members decide we're going to hold this line because there's a lot of people in this town that we don't want to die. So everybody retreat to the chantry. We're going to lock the doors. Let's go see what the fuck this is. And. 
we get to see who the elder one is or the ancient one. I can't remember what they call him. And it is this guy who looks so fucking weird. Um, has the face of a human, but his head is about twice the size of a human. Yeah, it's uh, like the the face skin is stretched out. Yeah, um, he has a. He, he, I'd, I'd say he's probably about fifteen to sixteen feet tall. Um, he's very lanky, um, like the the bottom torso is very skinny, but then his upper torso is very large. Um, and he looks he looks almost mutilated, but he shows up. And he tells us his name is Corpheus. Now I know you two have no idea who Corpheus is. I know who Corpheus is, and there's a reason why. It's because we didn't do it, but in Dragon Age Two, they released some downloadable content for that game. Uh, now I wondered why they kept sort of saying, "We've seen him." Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was and like, I don't remember that. In Dragon Age 2, in the DLC, Hawk and company encountered Corpheus and killed him. He was one of the original Darkspawn, one of the first ones to ever go into the Fade to find the Maker, and was basically one of the ones that started... The blight itself. He is one of the reasons why we have Darkspawn. Well, he's back. And he is here to tear shit up. And he brought along a friend. This gigantic archdemon, which is a dragon, that is completely black and looks like it could destroy practically everything. And he tells us that we have stolen that mark from him, which he was going to use to basically bring about destruction and become the God that he was supposed to be because he went into the fade. He searched for the throne of the maker and the throne was empty as he said. So he says, well, since we don't have a God, I will become it, but we have ruined his plans by taking that mark that allows us to close the rifts. You snooze, you lose. He, uh, they call it the anchor, is what they call it. And it was originally supposed to help open more fade rifts, but we're using it to close them. And he wants to take it from us. In fact, it, this dude can do whatever the hell he wants. He just grabbed my fucking gigantic Kunari, lifted him up by his fucking neck, and, and grabbed his arm, and he's like, you've tainted this shit, it's worthless now. And he throws me away. He did the same to my very skinny mange. Mange? <laughs> elf. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, he, you know, he's like, well, no matter. I'll figure out another way to do it. But in the meantime, uh, let's, uh, let's kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I was stalling him just long enough to fire off one last uh, catapult shot into the mountains. That would basically... It would bury Haven. Avalanche. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly what we do. Uh, he escapes on his little dragon. 
and we get buried. <laughs> um, but in that time, we survived. Um, and uh, we have to make it out. We've basically fallen into a cave. Uh, and at this point, we learn a new ability. Can't remember for the life of me what that ability is called. The Inquis- Inquisitor something or other, right? It, like the Mar- something like that, anyway. It's basically you create a vortex that basically just sucks the life out of anything that comes out of a rift. Or sucks the life out of anything. Especially like you create your own rift and suck everything into it. Um, and it is a very powerful ability that um, uh, you can only use after you gain enough focus, which is basically another meter we have to watch uh, by, by attacking things. And we make it out uh, of the cave, and we, we're in this huge snowstorm. We can't see. And so begins possibly the longest walking section I've yeah, ever geez. seen in a fucking game. This was a bit boring, wasn't it? We just kept walking and kept walking. And that's literally all that happens. It's like you walk, you see like the remains of a fire. It's like, oh, it's dead. Yeah. And then you just carry on walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just keep walking. <laughs> and that happens like three times. Yeah, it happens. Like like it fades to black and then it comes back to you walking again. I'm like, Jesus Christ. So eventually we make it to where everybody has made camp. Uh, because what happened was, and I forgot to mention, remember the douchebag priest who kept wanting to throw us in prison? Mm-hmm. He actually helps us out here. He tells us of a secret passage that can get all the people out from the chantry. He came good in the end. He did. But he was severely wounded, and Cole, my Cole, told me basically he's going to die. He's, he said, well, before I die, I want to give you guys a chance. Um. Uh, which I should mention another thing right before all these people stormed our, uh, our base, the other party member that we didn't get comes to warn us about it. So for me, Dorian shows up and says, Hey, you guys remember me? Remember when I told you to do something about these fucking mages? Guess what? They're here. (laughs) (laughs) And so he comes to help and helps us out and joins our party. I guess with you guys, it's Cole who shows up yep. and says, hey, these crazy Templars are going nuts. They're possessed by demons. Let me in. So um, so we have that. Uh, we eventually make it to the camp where everybody is. We pass out. It's been a few days. Everybody's arguing. You know, Cassandra along with Liana and Cullen and all of them, they're just going all – Nuts over it. Like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? Who is this Corpheus guy? He's like a god. We can't beat him. And he's like, is he coming for us? We don't know. And you know, I'm I'm talking to Mother Giselle because she's there, and she's like, and it happens so many times in this game where people will ask you, "What do you think you are? Do you think yeah. do you think you are the chosen by the Maker? Do you think yeah. you're do you or do you think you're Jesus?" And yeah, my character is like, I don't fucking know. All I yeah. know is shit's going down and we got to stop it somehow. And if I can use this thing on my hand to stop it, I'm going to use the thing on my hand to stop it. That's how I play it out. I kind of, I'm similar, but my character is more reticent to be equated with 
being a chosen one or something. He's a bit wary about that. Mm-hmm. I think he's a bit wary about like organized religion and all that kind of stuff. So he's kind of like, anytime anyone says that to him or calls him that, he's like, uh, you know, it's weird that people call me that. It, it's, it makes him uncomfortable. But he doesn't kind of go out of his way to be like, hell no, I'm not a prophet. Because, you know, people need... I guess a lot of people want to believe that he is a prophet, right? Yeah, you're helping you're, just, yeah, yeah. You're helping people by he, inspiring he them. Yeah, but he doesn't... My character will never refer to himself as, like, being chosen by Andraste. Yeah. He's, like... He's, he's pragmatic, like your character is. You know, I'm in this position. There's nothing I can do about it now. So let's get on with it. Yeah. But if anyone tries to call, if I, if I have the option of saying, so you're the chosen one to be like, no, I'm not. I'm just, you know, I'm just this guy. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just a guy. And then begins the, the singing scene. Yeah. I'm not sure I like singing scenes. You know, it I could see what they were trying to go for. And I think if, I don't know. I mean, it kind of, I, I see it, it like works narratively. But, but, <laughs> yeah. Cause you kind of need a transition. And yeah. It's sort of like, it's the end of an act in that sense, I guess. And it's like the characters have all started back at square one and it all feels a bit hopeless. And so, yeah, you can kind of see. Yeah. You know, it's like the camaraderie or whatever, but it was, it felt poorly executed. Yeah, it felt a little forced. Yeah, it felt a little poorly executed. I was like, "Mm, okay, I can see this is supposed to be a touching scene, but this is... It was a bit corny for for Dragon Age. Very hokey, very hokey for me. And I'm sure there's people out there who thought this this was a very touching scene, especially when they get to hear Leliana's sweet voice. No, you see, I think there could have just been a better way of saying, look, these characters are beaten down, they're bickering, they feel kind of hopeless after everything they kind of built up to see it all crushed again. But look, they're still together and there's still some fighting. I think there would have been better ways to show that than just like a kumbaya. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one right there. Yeah. Kumbaya. Oh, my Lord, kumbaya. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Matt, how do you feel about it? Yeah, You've been kind of quiet this entire session. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really get to that part. Uh, I was on that long walk on, and that's where I stopped and saved the game. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. After, after Corpheus, that, uh, that's pretty much where I stopped. Okay. Cool. Well, sorry I spoiled that for you. Spoiler. <laughs> get get that frustrating scene. <laughs> so, uh, well, I mean, I right after that, we 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 do have another scene, um, which we'll talk about next time. But um, we, we do have another scene with uh, with Solus. Um. Yeah, Matt, you're a human, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sophie has a decent... My character is, too. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sophie, you, you will have a little bit different dialogue with him compared to me or Matt. With? With Solus. Yeah, when I he, do, yeah. When he takes us to, aside. He always is really happy when I ask him questions about elven history. Yeah. Uh, it's it, I like Solus a lot, but at the same time, doesn't like the choices that I make for some reason. Because I'm like, everybody wins. And Solus is like, no, not everybody wins. He's a bit of a negative Nancy. Yeah, he's like, no, not everybody wins, okay? Fucking Templar, fuck him. I'm kind of seeing, so, like, I see my character as, like, uh, he has a grudging respect for Solus. He's like an older, wiser 
kind of knowledgeable elf dude and so i can yeah i try to ask as many questions as i can about like the history of like our people that kind of thing and even though he doesn't always agree with everything i do i think he's agreeing with me more and more now as we go on because i i previously up until this point where we stop i kind of had vivian as my mage in my party exclusively uh-huh. but i've since switched back to solace yeah i, I have to i kind of wanted to because like you say I, I those dialogue options and stuff i do want to develop that relationship in that sense yeah i think i think his voice actor is amazing i, I really like his voice actor whoever that is uh, i think he, he plays that character so well yep um uh, there's a few that play their characters really really well um, but they, I really like Solus. I just unfortunately I don't have him in my party much. But there's one other small thing that I do want to mention, uh, since where this is our stopping point, and it's it's a it's a part that got me really excited. Remember last episode, I talked about um, uh, Scout Harding, the cute little dwarf girl mm-hmm. that goes yeah. scouts for us, and I really wanted to romance her. I went to a new area. And a heart popped up. I noticed that today, Drew, when I and, was playing a bit of Dragon Age, and I thought, I wonder if Drew's noticed that. And I was so excited. <laughs> I said, yes, <laughs> I'm going to have this cute little dwarf girl as my wife. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be so fucking weird because I'm gigantic. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> but I wish you two a very happy life together. We, we will. We are going to have a very one. I'm going to treat her like a princess. So uh, me and Harding are going to be hitting it off pretty soon. Maybe have some dwarf canary sex. I really want to know how that's going to work in the cutscenes. Um, <laughs> Jamie was telling me when her canary was romancing someone, like it kind of cut her off at like the head when, <laughs> <laughs> when it was just with a regular, you know, it's average all, height person. So it's, how it's, it's just yeah. going to be like it's all money shot. That's all it is. You're not going to get to don't even get on oh, Jesus Christ <laughs> oh yeah sorry I ruined that <laughs> but yeah that's that, that that's pretty much it um that's where we're gonna stop there's there Matt get excited because what you what you hear next and what you do next is yeah you're waking up in a whole new world yeah mm. uh, th- this is this is the point I know a lot of people said, oh, this game is huge, but then it opens up even bigger. This is that point. I wanted to ask you, Matt, um, in the last episode you were sort of saying, you know, you'd only played, played a few hours and you were saying you, you felt a bit sceptical about Dragon Age Inquisition and how you felt it may be, almost be too big. And I wondered if like now you've played a bit further and reached this point, if you've still felt like that doubt that you kind of talked about in the last episode. Yeah, no, I've backed off on that a, a bit because, you know, I, I, and I did expect that the rifts weren't just going to be a totally separate issue from everything else that's going on. You know, it's just, it just, it feels that way when I started the game. Um, but now that, that at least I feel like things will be tying in together, uh, yeah. that part of it doesn't really bother me. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm back in the flow of it, so I've been playing a fair bit now. So the combat feels better. You know, I'm just more in tune with what it wants out of me. Yep. Um. So I, I'm having a good time. I'm just in the middle of it. The only thing that I really don't like again is 
kind of just how everything is out there and it's hard for me to figure out what I want to do even, let yeah. alone what, I'm, yeah. what I should do or what I'm going to do. Yeah, It is still overwhelming. So, um, yeah, that, uh, man, I just, I kind of want to get you geared up a little bit. Um, yeah, I still have a bit of hesitation though. Like I'm not just like jaw on the floor in love with it. Like I thought I would be, Uh huh. but I am enjoying it and I'm still really liking it. I'm just, I'm waiting for that thing to happen where I'll be like, oh shit, this game's awesome. And I, that did happen a bit with the whole time travel, time travel thing. thing. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. And for that, like that 45 minutes, I love the game. Yeah. yeah. See, I would and then really I kind of went back into like an an not indifference, but a, a general liking of the game. You went back really to the open world it. of it. Yeah. I think I would have been really disappointed if I'd have picked the Templars and you guys had picked the Mages and you'd kind of come on and talked about like all the stuff that went down with the party and Leliana and I just you know hung out in the fade. Yeah. It felt uh, the Mage story and that narrative, that side of the narrative, feels a lot more personal. Yeah. Than, than your well, playthrough. I I I, I kind of skimmed over some stuff in there, but I mean, there yeah. the 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 visions that that you see in the fade are fucked up. I mean, there's a lot okay. of you know, you basically becoming like a tyrant and killing people and and okay. judging people. Well, and like, I mean, it, but it was all, it, but it wasn't mostly to do with your party member. It was more mostly to do with your character. Yeah, that's what I mean. It and your seems... character fighting his own demons, basically. It it. I can uh, yeah. I think I still would have been disappointed because what struck me. Yeah, the, no, no. The it, yeah, the mage, the mage side of that was the most impressive, without a doubt. Because when I when I time traveled, like when I first played this game, I mean, I played it before it came out. And when I time traveled, I was like, holy shit! I want to tell somebody about this right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, this is fucking crazy, you know. So it's that was so far. That's hands down been my favorite part of the yeah. game, and yeah. I cannot get that. Leliana's face out of my head like you know with all that kind of you know that drained of her life force like you said and just how old she looked and how kind of like angry and just so far gone she was yeah it was blew my mind but the um I'll leave you with a little bit of a teaser um because I thought you I thought you had made it to Skyhold um but um right after that we make it to Skyhold you have a cutscene oh we get we made it to a new base we basically made a new base um, See, I saved it on that walk part. Yeah, and then it said Skyhold, so I'm like, oh, all right, well, this is Skyhold. Yeah, you're pretty yeah, much you're you you're there. I mean, you're you know, but you eventually you make it there. You start, and then then begins the next cutscene of okay, what are we gonna do next? We got this Corpheus guy here. He's running around. He's probably gonna strike somewhere again. We don't know how to fucking kill him. He's you know, that's kind of rough. Uh, we need to build the Inquisition more. Um, there's it's a pretty long cutscene. I mean, it, it has a pretty cool moment in it and stuff like that. But at the very end of that cutscene, uh, while we're talking about what the hell we're gonna do, Varric's like, uh, "I may have somebody I know that could probably help us out on this Scorpius thing," and he walks away. I said, "I'll give him a call." Nah. How do you give someone a call in Dragon Age? That's what I want to know. You put a note onto a bird and let it fly away. <laughs> just doesn't seem like the most foolproof way of doing stuff yeah so um yeah we'll leave you with that get, ex- get excited matt Next episode. shit's gonna uh, 
What? Is it? Is shit going to happen? Am I going to be excited? Yeah. Don't know. I don't know either. No. Well, I know what I'm going to talk about at the beginning of the next episode because glitchy things happen to me. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it happened to me too. <laughs> this time around. The first time it didn't. But this time around, it did. And I was like, wow, this is bullshit. But anyway, that's it for us. I do appreciate everybody listening. Um, this has been the second episode of Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, if you'd like to send us an email, you can send me an email. It's drew at ztgd.com. You can talk to us about Inquisition. Uh, tell us what your thoughts are on it, what you chose to do. Um, and uh, you can also suggest other games to us. Um, and uh, we other stuff like that. We will read them on the show. You can leave us an iTunes review as well. We greatly appreciate that. And uh, check us out on Twitter. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at R-E-M-G-S. And Sophie is at S-M Holiday. Uh, you can also follow the podcast itself on Twitter. It's at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> and um, it, it, Not it, with holy shit on no, the end. No, there, no, right? no. Minus the whole my, yeah, minus, yeah, yeah, minus the holy shit. Um, and uh, that's where I post all the episodes. I go live every... Every Friday, this one we're, we're doing a little different. We're doing every other Friday. Uh, but stay tuned. I believe either next week, we're, 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 we're going to shoot to record it next week, maybe. Um, we're, we are splitting up our game of the years for, uh, the ZTGD crew. Um, Matt, Sophie, and I are going to tell ours on Phoenix Down and, um, just give our top 10 games of the year. If we can come up with them. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, look for that. We're going to post that too, probably to go along with our game of the year, the main one for N4G radio. Uh, but that's it for us. I don't think I'm missing anything. Um, any emails, any tweets? There is an email there, there. There, there is an email, but it's from Jamie and it's talking about stuff we haven't got to yet. So I don't want to bring that up. Is it a next week? It is maybe a next week. I need to. We're we are getting we're getting to the point now where I have not. This is new territory for me. Ooh, yeah. We're we're getting close. I I I you know I've made it farther than where we're talking right now, and I have reached the point where I have not. This is new shit to me. So. I mean, it's going to be kind of difficult for me to gauge where we need to stop. But what she's talking about, I know is coming up soon. Uh, and I know kind of what goes down in it because I've, I've talked with, about Dragon Age with people that have played it. And I know kind of what a little bit of what's happening with no spoilers. Um, and what she's talking about, we can do in our next play session, but we may not get to it. It all depends because there's so much shit that we can do in this game. Mm-hmm. And Destiny. And Destiny. So, um, but we, I'm saving those emails uh, for when we do get to that. Um, and there is one tweet. It was from uh, Mookie. And he said, uh, he, he just mentioned uh, the awkward yet epic singing part <laughs> that we just, <laughs> that we talked about. Well, that'll be how I start my next session, so. Yeah. We'll put so, it in a different light, maybe. Yeah, get it, get ready to cringe a little bit. <laughs> but that's it for us. I do appreciate everybody listening. Uh, we may be back next week. 
depending. We're going to try and work out, see when we can do our game of the year deliberation stuff. Um, but if not, we will be back in two weeks to talk more of Dragon Age Inquisition. But until then, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And I'm Sophie. And we're out of here. We'll catch you guys sometime, uh, either with Game of the Year or Dragon Age Inquisition. You guys have a great one. <laughs>